Welcome to Any Music Podcast, episode 341, Opportunity Cost of Buying a Guitar. This morning, Matt and I get together and talk about what we've been working on and practicing this week, and somehow we segued into a financial conversation, which then morphed into more talk about guitar practice. Anyway, you never know. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Good morning, Doug. Hey, good morning. Boom, there I am. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, it's going good. How's things in sunny California? Well, not sunny at the moment. It's uh, <laughs> not here either. It's November. The <laughs> switch flipped and uh, we got rainstorm coming. Big one, apparently. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we've got high wind advisories right now. It was really, really, it was just howling earlier. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. It's supposed to die down here in a couple hours. So just been keeping an eye on tree limbs and stuff like that. Now, you, you guys occasionally get like tornado watches and stuff, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. They're fun. <laughs> They're fun. <laughs> get your uh, get your parachute and go go kite surfing. I, I do like to um I, yeah, I've seen a couple and um and I've heard three or four of them, not seen them though. Most often they're they're pretty well hidden in because the storm around them is so thick, you know. Yeah. Um but uh, crazy sounding thing. If you've never heard a never. tornado, nope. And 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 even like twenty five, thirty miles away, you can hear them. Really? And it, yeah. And you know that uh, you've probably heard they. You know, it sounds like a freight train. I've heard people thing, say that. Yeah. Which it, it really it does. really does. <laughs> huh. So except without the horn. Except without the horn. <laughs> well, we have the tornado sirens, so we uh, kind of get that. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, we um we almost never ever get anything beyond a dust devil here. Um uh, we get the earthquakes, but like I've said before, I it's been so long since I even felt one, I couldn't even tell you. Thankfully. Yeah, well you just had uh yeah, you just had a, an earthquake that made the news what last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was like a 5. I, I figure 5. if they make the news they're substantial. So. Yeah, cuz they're daily. Um Yeah. They're daily, but they're small. I don't, I mean, you can't really feel anything less than a four, 4.5. Yeah. This was a 5.5 down in San Jose. And um, my wife felt it at work, but you know, I was out running errands. And if you're driving, you're not going to feel an earthquake. Yeah. You remember that, um, that earthquake that happened up in Washington state, like maybe in Tacoma. Um, uh, and it was, it, it, gosh, that was probably, uh, 15 years ago or somewhere around there. No. It was quite a long time ago. And uh, and it was a big one. And it, and it like caused like a lot of damage, uh, especially to bridges and stuff like that. In oh, Washington. yes. I do remember. That was the one where the bridge went like, well, it was on yeah, its that, resonating, uh, well, resonating frequency and it just went kapow. Yeah, well, that was that was actually earlier, and that was caused by wind. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. and that was, but that was in uh, uh, Tacoma. That was uh, what do they call her? Uh, Galloping Gertie was the name they named the bridge. <laughs> so, but uh, no, but this earthquake they had. I was um, I was living down in Portland at the time, mm -hmm. and and oh, I can't remember how long that drive was. That was a couple hours uh, in that neighborhood. I can't remember. That's not um, right. 
but it's it's a it's a drive, and we felt it, and it was like rattling things. I, it was one of those where I was like, we're leaving the house, you know, we're, we're going out in the middle of the road somewhere where nothing can fall on us, mm-hmm. type of thing. But it was really moving. It was the only time I've ever um, felt an earthquake. Yeah. It was wild. They are scary because you realize there's not a thing you can do. No. <laughs> um, you can jump under a door frame, which is what I've done. Um, I mean, the ones that I've felt, I can remember. Like, you know, they're very memorable. But there have been so many that I haven't felt that it's it's been it's been over 10 years since I even felt one, a small one. And apparently I live like near uh, one of the largest faults in the world. Really? Um, but it's... Uh, it's one of those that uh, is, I guess, attached to like a caldera. Um, and it's like an every 10 or 15,000 year thing. Um, but but I, as I understand it, uh, one of the largest uh, recorded um, earthquakes in our history actually happened on this fault. Hmm. So, And I don't remember the name of the fault right now. Yeah. I did, yeah, I didn't remember. know that. <laughs> well, everybody knows the name of our fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, movies made after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> TV show. I love those movies. Sometimes I'm just in the in the mood for like a, a good disaster like, movie. <laughs> disaster movie. Yeah, you know, or and 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 even better, you know, uh, uh, bonus points if it's a disaster movie that leads into like a post-apocalyptic right. type of dystopian society thing. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I'm pretty much hooked at that point. So <laughs> get your two for one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny. So what have you been up to this week? Watching disaster um, movies? No. <laughs> uh, practicing. I was going to ask you, uh, what are you currently working on? I got some stuff that I've been uh, uh, kind of focused on on practice and, uh, you know, and, and just uh, playing in general. What you got going on? Yeah, I've been picking up the guitar again lately uh, after a, a hiatus. Which is, it's just interesting. My fingers remember where to go, but they are not as quick as they were. <laughs> that stuff <laughs> yeah. just, just, just drops off a cliff really quick when you stop. Yeah. After a couple sessions, that'll all come back quick. Um, been, I've been, you know, keep it up with my vocal work. But um, this week, I know I have a bunch of projects coming in and I just finished a bunch. So I'm between, I'm in that, the valley between hills. So I'm doing, I'm working on my business this week. I'm working on financial stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, right I just re- I just reread Profit First. I don't know if you've ever read that, and uh, I have not. I wished I had implemented the uh, the advice the first time I read it, <laughs> um, but I'm, I've implemented it this time around. It's kind of like um, business: pay yourself first, right? Instead of waiting until your yeah. expenses uh, are done to see if you have any profit, it's pay yourself the profit by uh, allocating percentages towards different buckets of money like you're supposed to do in your personal finance applied to business finance it makes so much sense yeah 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 i i, I haven't read that one yeah i, I kind of it. uh work on the uh uh the dave ramsey principles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and uh, uh but yeah yeah paying yourself first is in there and then there's the uh um the line i love his the line if you ever uh, haven't ever heard or read what he's got you know but but um um, What's the line? I, know, I do have the. I have his book. I haven't read it for a while. Oh, uh, the the line is is where uh, is a line of priorities of who's getting paid, mm. and um, you know, and if a, uh, some some creditors may not make the line. Oh, 
<laughs> and and uh, um, he he did a funny thing. He was talking about it, and he's like, you know, uh, so the collections calls that he was going through, mm-hmm. um, he, uh, you know, he judged and determined the line based upon how he was treated on those calls. Interesting. And, you know, so, you know, he had one creditor call up and, 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 you know, it was simply like, you know, how come you're not paying us? And he said, cause you, you haven't made it above the line. And uh, <laughs> she's like, what, what do you mean? What line? How do we get above the line? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, so he started telling them about, you know, their, their practices and, and, and their collections, you know, and the, huh. and the phone and the phone calls and everything. And, uh, you know, so if you want to, you know, improve your. Uh, collection practices, you know, uh, that would be a step in the right direction to getting above the line. So. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, his story is pretty cool, you know, as, uh, from where he was and, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, and, and his processes. Uh, I've been through, um, you know, like some workshops and stuff like that. This was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just trying to figure out um, how to, how to run and, your your family finances and right. things like that and, and college and you know the debt we you know that we did have and um you know and things like that and kind of learn from that and then um kind of discover I met some really nice people in there that are still my friends uh you know from those workshops and um and then helping uh some opportunities to help other and bring them in and, and be uh, uh sponsors for them to oh. come in and try the thing out and and that was rewarding too. You know, and, you know, if someone's interested in trying to figure out how to get out of their mess, you know, their, yeah, yeah. their, their financial mess. And I, that was really a good thing. I um, do really like his debt snowball uh, yeah, technique. Yeah, That's that, I mean, very that solid. makes total sense, you know. Yeah. I mean, an accountant might not tell you it makes sense because they want you to pay off the high interest stuff first. But you don't get yeah. momentum that way. You just feel no. defeated. So you got to pay off the small one first and use that and then, and then just add to that money that you're already allocating and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And on. you get those wins along the way and everything. Yeah. And so, cause there's a lot of, um, and that's part, that's a big part of this profit first book. This like uh, a lot of accounting practices, they don't take into account, you know, the emotional factor in, in both, you know, in, in money making and in debt payment. Like there's a lot of um, the human, condition a lot of the human like just natural what's the word i'm looking for human human nature the human nature aspect uh, of of emotions and and thought processes and our habits and how that all plays into things and you do you need the wins you need you need that kind of uh emotional momentum to help you move forward yeah. whether you're making money yeah, or whether you're paying off debt yeah and each one of those you know and yeah that, uh, i mean ramsey's first thing is you need to make more money in order to, uh, to you know, in order to pay off your your debt, in order to uh, be able to save money, in order to be uh, to invest. You need to make more money in order to pay off your debt, and in yeah, order to. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it all starts with income. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You know, and uh, if you don't have the income sorted out, then you really need to focus on that as your highest priority. Mm-hmm. And that that's not to say a lot of income. That's that's to say. Some income, right? <laughs> you know, so you know if you if you if you're in between jobs or whatever like that, paying your bills, uh, you know, is uh, well, paying your credit cards and whatever is really your lower priority at that moment. Yeah, you know, um, and as as much as as you would like to be able to make those payments, if you're in that situation that you can't, um, because you're in between jobs or or whatever, right. you know, uh, or 
for whatever reason, you know, uh, you know, it could be injury or, or it could be health problem, you know, mm-hmm, something like mm-hmm. that. But uh, obtaining income is is your first step. You yeah. Know? And uh, so, you know, you really have to kind of think about that and, and, and that's paying yourself first, you know, to yeah. make sure that you are able to meet your, uh, your basic, uh, living expenses. And that's, you know, your, your rent or your house payment and your groceries and, you know, those things have to come first. Yeah. You got to cover your nut. Um, yep. and part of that, and some of the advice that I hate is, you know, making your nut smaller, like stop buying Starbucks or whatever. It's like, you know what, if, if that's like the small joy that makes you happy, that doesn't that that's not going to make you rich by cutting Starbucks out of your life. And it's not right. going to make you happy. So right. I think that's no, terrible. No, advice. no, maybe stop buying five Starbucks a day, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <But>. <laughs> do people do that? I don't even know. Um, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but I did see something. You maybe used to. <laughs> I did see something recently. Uh, somebody saying. I used to work in a star, you know, from Starbucks. Yeah. Um, a lot, like a real lot. Oh, <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Sitting in a Starbucks and, and doing work. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, I guess. If you're going to sit there, you're probably going to have more than one over the course of a couple, few hours. <laughs> um, something I saw recently is like, if you consider, let's pretend like you're taxed at a rate of 25, 35%. That means that every dollar you spend is not a dollar. Every dollar you spend is a dollar 35. <laughs> and then if you factor in inflation, maybe every dollar you spend is a dollar 50. Yeah. So you really that if thinking about money that way kind of does. And then the inverse go, is true on income tax, you know. So yeah, so it makes it kind of go. Oh, if if I think about it, like if I if I'm buying something that costs a hundred dollars, but my dollars don't go as far, and this really cost me one hundred fifty, and I put it on a credit card at twenty percent interest, it's really costing me a lot more than I think it's costing me over the course of however long it takes me to pay for that. Yeah. So what I want to figure out is is what's the actual cost of me buying this um, this Epiphone Riviera that I think I'm going to buy? <laughs> maybe the maybe the real question is what is it going to co- what is it going to cost you to not buy it? Is it going to cost you emotional <laughs> happiness and and long term security? <laughs> I mean they call they call it opportunity cost for a reason, right? Think, you know, so yeah. <laughs> Opportunity cost is a great term. I remember actually remember the moment that I learned that expression um, because it, it basically can, it can apply to money or time. And it means like if you're buying something, that means you're not spending that money on something else. What are you what are you giving up? What are you not spending that money on? Are you yeah. not investing? Are you not are you giving up some other thing that you could be buying? And that goes for time, too. If you spend time yeah. on one thing, it means you're not spending time on something else. I think there was a good example of that in, in Ramsey's material. Um, he's talking about, uh, uh, you know, the scenario of, of a guy who pulled out um, um, money from his 401k to, um, to buy a Mercedes. Oh, that's and, such a bad idea. <laughs> For so you know, many reasons. And, and yeah, you know, and, and that is um, a solid definition of opportunity cost. Yeah. Because uh, what the opportunity, the opportunity isn't, the Mercedes, the opportunity is the money that he would have made if he left oh, his yeah. money in his 401k. Um, you know, and that's not realized until much later. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, he had, had it all calculated out, you know, and so the, he had the cost of the, of the Mercedes was at like, you know, a hundred thousand mm-hmm. for a nice round number, you know? Sure. And over, and then, but over a 25 year period in his 401k that, uh, um, that hundred thousand turned into over a million, you know? Um, yeah. 
And, you know, with uh, <clears throat> just standard rates. And compound so, interest. You're giving up yeah. compound interest and, and an asset to buy a depreciating liability. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So it was, a, you know, buying the Mercedes with investment money was a, was a, is a complete loss of money from the get go. Yeah. So. That's a huge opportunity cost loss, yeah. <laughs> which is interesting. And that's part of why people often uh, don't save is because they, um, there, there's a, a psychological thing where it's called a loss aversion, where you feel like, given the same amount of money you would rather avoid a feeling of loss than you would the equivalent gain in the future because the future feels intangible while the loss feels present yeah yeah and it's funny because you know in that context you know the loss would be not buying whatever it is that you you wanted to <laughs> right well that's you know? the perceived loss the actual loss yeah. in that case was future riches <laughs> From your investment, right? And not that I'm pulling from investments for the um, for the Riviera, but no. uh, <laughs> you know they can't cost that much. A uh, Epiphone Riviera, no, no, like five hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not that much money. It's beautiful. Life is short. It, buy the guitar. It's, it's candy apple red. That's why I say, it's man, life. I say that all the time. Life is short. Life is buy short. Buy the guitar. Buy the guitar. <laughs> totally. I, I've said I've said that at least twelve times. <laughs> <laughs> now you might consider selling one of the guitars before you buy the next. Oh, one. I, I'm not capable. <laughs> Each one is like a baby. Oh like yeah, it's, uh, like a sentimental you. value. You know? Don't sell your babies. I got I got to say, how many times have I seen or heard somebody going, "Man, I wish I still had that guitar." Oh, every time somebody sells something or an amplifier. Every single time. Now, to be yeah. fair, sometimes, <laughs> you you know, these are people trying to make rent money or something and they yeah and they sell it. Or it's it's when they feel like they're never going to use it again. They're like, oh, it's collecting dust. I'll just get rid of it. Yeah. And boy, Me, they're I wish I had I wish I had that 1989 Laney 100-watt head and 4x12 cabinet that I sold. Oh, you had that? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that would have actually been like. Yeah, that, that was one that I shouldn't have sold. Um, That's a Tony Iommi I, special right there. I, I, I mean, I bought that brand new in like 89 or 90, somewhere in there. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, it, so that's uh, that's one on me. Well, so. okay, so why did you sell it? You know, I um, I was running, I had a Galeon Kruger at the time. They were uh, had some really nice guitar preamps, and mm. uh, I was influenced by... Um, by like Alex Lifeson um, and his uh, his GK rig. Okay, and so I, I got a uh, I, I had the um, the Laney half stack, and uh, I was looking for um, running. Uh, the Laney was not a clean amp. Okay, mm. um, and so I was looking for uh, uh, clean tones that I could make pedal p platform on. Right, and then have the choice. Uh, I don't remember how the Laney configured. It, if it, I think it was a two channel amp, but. Uh, and then and then have a clean tone with the pedal platform going through the GK preamp. I don't remember the the model number of the GK. That was a that was a really nice rack mount, you know, nineteen inch uh, uh, oh, preamp okay. unit. And I just got tired of that sound. Hmm. And uh, you know, and I was selling. I I think I sold that. Uh, I I sold that to buy other gear. Yeah. And I think oh. Uh, I sold it and I bought um, the Fender Blues Deville. Oh, okay. and 
and I bought the, uh, I don't remember how much I sold it for. I'm sure I added some ex extra money. I got the Fender Blues DeVille and then the, uh, the Fender Strat uh, SRV oh, signature. Okay. I, I played one of those uh, on a road trip. And we just, I just, hey, we're near a guitar center. I'm going to pop in here and see what's going on just for fun. Yeah. I played one of those and, oh man. The SRV or the Blues DeVille? The SRV. Yeah. That was it's a nice a, guitar. Such a fun guitar. Yeah. Yeah, I I need to go through mine. It's it it needs a clean up strings and and it needs a a, a setup. I need to spend a good solid day with that guitar. Yeah, that's a um, that's a fun Zen like task. Yeah, doing guitar um, maintenance. I, I, I'm doing a guitar build now. I'm working oh. on that seven string. Nice. Um, I've been uh, just doing it on Facebook. Uh, I'm posting build videos. Cool. Um, so I got a couple out there right now. I didn't really want to do YouTube or anything. I said, you know, I, I'm just going to do this and I'm post it to Facebook because some, and see if, uh, you know, yeah. if friends like it. Right. right. <laughs> you know? And, and yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, after a couple of days, 185 views, um, nice. from my, and it's friends only, you know, so that's kind of mm -hmm. cool. Um, and some comments and people think it's cool. So I'm going to keep doing the videos, getting ready to, uh, take the fretboard off this thing. So it's, oh. I'm basically t tearing down right now. That, that gonna, I've never done. Uh, I'm going to order a new, uh, uh, yeah, I don't like the fretboard that's on there. It's multi-scale, seven string. Okay. It is a nice fretboard, but it's less than uh, the quality of workmanship that I would like. Interesting. Um, you know, so I got this, it's, it was a kit guitar kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it it's, it's a kit the guitar in the sense that it was intended for you to get it, sand it, finish it. Oh, I see. Um, and get all the hardware put on it, you know. But it's it's a neck through solid body electric guitar oh. headless. Okay. And it came that way, you know. Huh. And it's it's got like the pickups already mortised, pickup holes already mortised out and it's got the back cavity already, you know, cool. routed out and everything. And, um, you know, so that works done. I was like, cool, you know, because I don't really have like a, a decent router or anything like that. So mm. that'll work. I don't have to do that part. Um, but yeah, I got it. And the worst nut fit I've ever seen ever. Oh, um, really? You know, and, and, like a little teeny tiny sliver, like three sixteenths of an inch thick nut hmm. that um, that they did a crappy job on. I was like, this is coming off. And so <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I tore the nut off first thing, and and then I started taking off the the I took off the head laminate, and uh, then I started taking off the fretboard. Yeah, I feel um, like with a seven string, you want a beefier nut because that bottom string is going to be thick. Oh, right? yeah. I'm actually going to redo it because I want to have a, uh, um, well, it's it's going to have it's going to have the independent uh, bridge pieces for each string. Oh, okay. And so the problem with that is uh, string grounding. And right. uh, because you don't have one solid bridge that they're all connected to. Oh, and, interesting. And the way that you do that is you actually use a zero fret, and then each string is touching the, the zero fret, and then it, that, it grounds across up at the headstock instead, uh, just by virtue of the strings touching the, uh, the zero fret. And that's how I wanted to do this. And uh, otherwise, you got to run a wire and solder yeah. to each, each, you know, bridge piece, right. seven, you know, and uh, I didn't want to. Well, they could they could sit on a piece of uh, very thin metal that was like at the yeah. level of the body. The th the thing is, uh, I don't know how these 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 bridge pieces have like you know Teflon washers and I don't know oh. I, I don't think it would be dependable uh, uh, ground connection. I see. Uh, so it, that would actually get to the string, because, you know. So it's it's there's like all kinds of um, hmm. 
variables there. Yeah, and, sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> you uh, you know, like you know, and they're you know they're all painted and finished and, and oh. does the so never mind. <laughs> yeah. Never so yeah. Anyway, it's just easier to pull a nut out and put a do a zero fret with a with a nut behind it that just controls lateral, you know, uh, um, alignment of the strings. Yeah, keeps them in place. Yeah, that makes sense. And I've just been like um, addicted to luthier YouTube channels here. Um, yeah, that's a rabbit and, hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really like that stuff. I, and then. And uh, doing the multi-scale uh, fretboard would be a, a cool project too, and figuring out all the calculations and 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 laying out the scale and actually, um, you know, taking a uh, a fret saw and, and hand cutting the entire thing. Wow. I don't know. It's just uh, I'm looking forward to to doing. It. It's a nice project. That'll keep you busy for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm kind of hoping that like by December I, I've got it wrapped. Uh, by by the end of December I've yeah. got a guitar. I already bought the pickups. Okay. And um I have to uh I have to buy the bridges. Yeah. What'd you get for pickups? Uh I, I got the um oh what are they? Hang on one sec. Oh, okay. <laughs> for those of you watching at home, Doug has left the building. <laughs> He's coming back with pickups. All right, I'm back. Okay. Yeah, I got the Fishman Fluence okay. uh Tosanobasi uh pickups. Nice. Um, signature series. I, I do like Tosinobasi. I like his uh, um, his playing is interesting to me, and I actually find I have to uh, I have to listen to some of his lines repeatedly to figure out what the heck was he doing. Um, you know, I, I mean, to, not trying to figure out what he's playing, but to figure it out audibly because it's complex. Yeah, and uh, I I think he's pretty interesting. Um, but I, I, I like his tone and I thought that the, uh, this would be cool to, uh, see what these pickups do on, on this guitar. So. Cool. Yeah. I have never played a seven string. Um, I have not even played a, uh, no, that's not true. I have played a five string bass. They're fun. Yeah. But, um, I'm just, I think it's just going to have a low B on it. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. You have to, uh, you know, cause I've got the six string bass with that, uh, first, uh, fundamental low B on it mm -hmm. and uh i found it's not it's not horrible like working on scales and stuff like that mm -hmm. it, you know it didn't take too long it, you know i was just like trying to get my head around it but being that it's it's a bass and it's it's tuned in fourths all the way across anyway it was already different yeah. um but having the additional string on there wasn't you know having the low b on there was easier than being tuned all in fourths for me <laughs> Um, you know, cause th yeah. that was, that was messing me up cause all my habits are in adjusting, you know, for the B string. Um, okay. and, uh, but I didn't have any low B habits and it was, that was just <laughs> kind of figuring out where the, uh, you know, where scale patterns or, or whatever, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually end up on and that, that was pretty easy. So I, I kind of assume the same will be true. Uh, people also talk about like, or the rhetorical question of, you know, wow, uh, a multi-scale, that's going to have to be like ridiculously hard to get used to, you know, right. and, and I don't know for sure. Um, <laughs> but everybody, you know, that I hear answer that question is like, actually in about 10 minutes, you'll forget you're even on a multi-scale, you oh, know, yeah. and, and you just like, uh, play and it's a lot more comfortable, you know, and I, I like that idea, uh, you know, because it's following your, your hand position. So as the frets up, up at the headstock, mm -hmm. you know. And then they're they're angling the other direction, which follows your you know the angle of your hand, and right. that really makes a lot of sense. So, um, and I don't know about you, but I, you know I get 
like some tendonitis sometimes if I if I, I do, overplay. I do get well. I I get I definitely get tightness. Um, yeah. So, so I'm hoping this is a, a a really really comfortable guitar. It's small since it's headless, and oh, okay. uh, it's going to make like a really cool like travel guitar too. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's it's a small guitar. It's 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 similar, you know, to like a uh, um, like a Bowden or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, from, from like you know, like a Strandberg size wise. So not a big guitar at all. Really small. So I'm kind of you know thinking it'd be nice for that too because it's it's a it's kind of a a gig bag guitar when cool. it's done uh, and just really a lot more portable than other stuff. Although I don't know. You know, depending on his tone and everything, you know, what kind of, if I were gigging, you know, I don't think you'd take it to a blues gig. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. <laughs> but you'd take your SRV strat. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, as far as practice goes on my initial question, um, I just been working on triads this week. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and, I uh, have not been doing any formal practice, but I can, I'm, I can tell that I not only need it, but. I kind of uh, have the have the itch to to get back into more formal guitar practice and get my chops back. Yeah, I found a new instructor instructor on uh, True Fire, and actually, right. I found him on YouTube before. I found, and then I real uh, then I was reading his description and uh, uh, found out he was a True Fire instructor, and I, and I really liked his YouTube video. He was talking about flat wounds on a uh, on a Telecaster, and then uh-huh. I and they started playing, and I was like, man, this guy's really good. And, uh, um, uh, and so I started, uh, went and checked out his, uh, his courses and mm-hmm. yeah, he's all, he's all over. Hey, we're going to learn, uh, 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 you know, triads and, and, uh, uh, inversions and, and, and chord melodies with triads. And I was like, cool. I'm in, <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. uh, Tim, I, I'm going to, I'm going to mess his name up cause I don't have it in front of me, but it's Timothy Leahy maybe or something like that. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I might have that wrong, and I apologize. But um, I've only like just uh, begun working on that work. The other stuff I was doing is is um, I've been learning and practicing uh, etudes, um, oh, which okay. are basically small compositions that are made mm-hmm. for practicing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, um, and so I've been uh, you know working on that, and 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 really, I think the the whole idea is to uh, beginning uh, to build better chord vocabulary. And, yeah, uh, that's cool. and then learning the etudes is cool because, uh, you know, once you kind of get, uh, the chord progression of the etude under your fingers then you can begin embellishing and, and just sort of improvising things in and mm-hmm. around it, uh, you know, and try, you know, leading tones and things like that. And so that's uh, been fun to practice on. It's kind of a grind at the beginning, trying to, you know, uh, figure that cause they're just hard enough where for me anyway, uh, that it takes a bit of effort, you know, to, yeah. uh, uh, to get. Uh, to play the entire etude without having, to, you know, to memorize it. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, if it wasn't challenging, then it wouldn't be interesting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I need to decide what I want to focus on. And then I'm already signed up to, like I said, uh, like Guitar Zoom and at least one other site. I just need to just pick something and work on it. Yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> That's really <laughs> it. You got to just, you know, even... It, uh, you spend more time wondering which course would be the best one for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And just jump in and do it, and and find that out in the process. So you can always bail and go grab another course. You know, Absolutely. at least in the process, you're, you know, you're actually, you know, you're actually Doing uh, getting stuff underneath your fingers and in your yeah. brain. You know. So. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. And in the end, 
And I, I told my kids this and other people too. If you don't know where to start, then it doesn't matter. Just begin. Yeah. And the path will reveal itself as you start walking. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm not, I'm really terrible at taking my own advice. <laughs> I'm great at giving it, terrible at taking it. <laughs> well, that's pretty much it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, um, I'm going to just, I'm going to write this down. I'm going to make it a priority to pick one thing today to work on and just start. Yeah. You know where it starts? It starts with you turning that chair around and going back to the wall and picking up that uh, Aria Pro. Yeah. I think you're right. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, I'm going to. I'm coming out there and grabbing it and saying, hey, this thing is like, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're the, you know, what the, uh, the the guitar and family uh, uh, crisis hotline for <laughs> for uh, neglected guitars. For neglected you know? guitars. No, <laughs> that's that's funny. Yes, it is neglected. It's hanging there on the wall. I got one guitar on the ground behind me. I got one guitar in the house, but that's this one. This one deserves more love than it gets for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm convinced. All right, buddy. Okay, peeps. <laughs> well, thanks. thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning and hanging out and uh, know that we appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cheers. All right, cheers. Peace. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating. <laughs>